Hello, and welcome to You Lost Me at Namaste, where we discuss all things wellness, well-being, and spirituality at the real world 101 level. I'm the host and well-being alchemist, Michelle Schoenfeld, and I am broadcasting live today remotely from my front porch in Bodrum, Turkey. (laughs) So if you think you might be hearing chickens in the background or a boat, you are correct. Uh, So what am I doing? I am sheltering in place is what I'm doing. (laughs) I came to Bodrum. So for those of you who've listened for a while, you know that I occasionally will go around to different places in the world and teach uh, wellness and well-being, and I'm an energy healer. Well, I came to Bodrum, Turkey, to the Life Co., to be exact, which is a really amazing wellness and detox center located in Bodrum, Turkey. That's one of their many locations. And it's a place that people come to just clean up their body from everyday toxins, whether it's from the lotions you put on your skin, the food you eat, the things you drink, the air we breathe, even the water. And it just really detoxifies heavy metals and toxins from your body, of course, but it also can help you jumpstart your own um, new healthy living plan or lose some weight, some visceral fat, and make you feel good. It helps your cells turn over and get stronger. Um, definitely strengthens your immune system, which we all need right now, that's for sure. Um, And I'm not paid to say any of this, by the way. I just really, really believe in what they do. So one of my favorite things during the year is to come here and teach retreats. So I I came here the end of February to teach meditation for about a month. I do um, deep guided energy healing meditations. It's almost like hypnotherapy. And then I also was teaching a retreat called Beach Pray Love. And unfortunately, that was canceled about a week and a half after I got here. There was the very quick government lockdown, and I had about a day and a half to decide if I was going to try to figure out how to get back to Istanbul and hope the airports weren't closed by the time I got there, never mind the health risk of being in the largest airport in the world and then stuck in Dulles Customs, Um, or if I was going to shelter in place, which is what the State Department from the United States was recommending foreigners do. So I decided to shelter in place. I have a really cute little apartment, nothing fancy, but really nice um, view of the Aegean and a really beautiful Bogan Villa that's in full bloom right now. I'm looking at the pink flowers set against the sky and the mountains. So for those of you who are not familiar with this area of the world, it kind of looks like the most beautiful places of Arizona slash Colorado mountains and the sea. Um, If you've been to Greece, it's very similar to that, or even some of the islands in the Caribbean where you have these really beautiful mountains that just disappear into the water. And that's because it was, you know, formerly volcanic area. In fact, um, the first week that we were quarantined here, you know, we couldn't leave was an earthquake. And I've never been through an earthquake before ever. And it freaked me out. It was about 930 at night. It was dark. Again, I don't have any family or friends here where I am. It's off season, so it's quiet. And I felt the shake in the kitchen and my dishes rattled. And I'm like, okay, that was really weird. Like, did a big truck go by or what was it? And then another little one happened and I realized, oh my gosh, that was an earthquake. And I thought, oh my, this is so cool. I've never been through an earthquake. That was really awesome. And as I was kind of processing this in my mind, there was a big one. And when I say a big one, it was 4.7. But to me, it might as well have been 7-0. I freaked out. I stood in the doorway. I called one of my friends, actually one of my very close friends in Istanbul, like basically in tears, like, what do I do? What do I do? (laughs) 
And I ended up going over to the neighbor's house who were very nice. They don't speak any English, of course. Um, I shouldn't say of course. They don't speak any English. They're very nice. They're older. And they had me um, kind of hang out with them for about 45 minutes. And they thought it was very funny. They kept saying, Michelle panique, Michelle panique. <laughs> I had, was like a little kid running away from home. Like I grabbed a bag, threw in some clothes, a bottle of water. I was in my pajamas already, um, ran out in my slippers. And I'm sure when I got on their doorstep, and here I am, like no makeup, my hair's a mess, wearing pajamas that don't really match because who cares? I live alone. With a backpack, with a water bottle, my phone, my passport, completely disheveled. And there had just been this earthquake. And they were more concerned about the fact I was wearing my slippers outside. They just thought it was the funniest little thing. Um, and their daughter, their granddaughter actually grabbed my hand and brought me over to their porch and was patting me on the hand to tell me it was okay. <laughs> so here I was being consoled by basically a five-year-old. Anyway, I digress. So the whole purpose of this podcast today is really just to kind of share some of the things I'm going through because I thought you guys might be interested and might help you relate to some things going on in your own life. And I feel like right now, more than ever, because our routines, for the most of us, have been so incredibly disrupted for such a long period of time, like never in our lives, our lifetime, has something like this happened, of course, but it's really been a very long time that we haven't been in control of ourselves. And of course we are in that we can, you know, do our exercises and we can meditate and we can decide how we want to have our thoughts and our, we can choose those kind of things. But of course we can't choose if we're going to work or if we're going to social gatherings, stuff like that. So it's a very unusual time to kind of navigate our own wellness. And not only that, but navigating the wellness trend in general. And what I mean by that is whether you're watching TV, which I don't recommend, <laughs> or you're just you know on your Instagram or Facebook or whatever form of, of social media that you like to be on if you are on social media, there's so many videos um, and courses being bombarded at us right now because one of the beautiful things is people are having more time to do self-care, but there's also a lot of people out there who are turning it into a business and there's not anything wrong with that. We all need to make money. It's important. But um, how do you know what to choose? How do you know what program is really going to help you? How do you know if, you know, this, you know, yoga is not such a big deal because you will try it and you'll know if you like it or not. And most of us pretty much know what kind of exercise we like. But when it comes to meditations or visualizations or things that we can do to kind of better ourselves, how do you know what to do, what you should be eating or drinking or thinking about? And my biggest tip on that, the, big, the best advice I can give any of you out there, and even if you're listening to me or other podcasts on wellness and well-being, is trust your gut. Go with what resonates. If you hear something, if I'm talking about um, tapping or a certain kind of, you know, Reiki energy healing or alkaline bodies or chakra clearing. And you're like, oh, I really like that. That makes sense. No wonder when I get scared, I feel like I can't breathe. That makes sense. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, by the way, you can go back and listen to my chakra 101 episodes. I think they're three and four or something like that. But if you hear something and it resonates, then you know that that's right for you. If somebody's talking about plant-based diet and you're like, are tuning out, then that's probably not right for you. You're not ready for that right now. But if they're talking about why you get a pit in your stomach and you literally feel nauseous when you have regret or when you feel embarrassed or if somebody judges you or you're scrolling through Instagram and you see a picture of friends getting together and you weren't included and it makes you feel bad, there's real reasons for that that aren't just about self-esteem and ego. So go with things that feel interesting to you, that feel like 
truth that resonate and start looking more into that because then that will open up pathways for you to wellness. And some of the sites that I love, like if you're just kind of getting into this or maybe you're an expert, we can always use touch-ups regardless of where you fall on the wellness spiritual spectrum. I love the website um, Daily Ohm. They have a lot of free courses and there's also a sliding scale. You can say, I can only afford $5 for this or I wanna pay $20 for this or I can do $1. There's a lot of really great courses on Daily Ohm. And there's anything from working out to meditations to all sorts of stuff, diets. I like Tiny Buddha. I think they're fun. Um, Wanderlust, Mind Valley. So the Mind Valley Academy is actually something a little different. That's more on the spiritual side of um, working on yourself and personal growth. They do a lot of energy work. They do a lot of meditation, a lot of um, life coaching. And it's not free. They do free masterclasses. And I recommend those. They're anywhere from an hour to two hours. Of course, there's always a little bit of a sales message, but there's so much really great information that you can get out of it at a basic level that you'll know if you want to buy the course or not. And there's a lot of information on YouTube that you can get as well. So I love Melissa Peer or Deborah King. Well, I found um, Michael Beckworth. I found them through Mind Valley Academy. So there's just a lot of resources out there. And I would say, go with your gut and don't spend any money on anything unless it really feels right. Don't worry about what the trends are. Just do what, what resonates with you. And uh, so the other thing I wanted to bring up is something called radical acceptance. It's a term that a lot of people throw around, but not everybody knows necessarily what it means. And it's basically accepting what you can't, like what, it's basically accepting what you have the control to change. And the reason I'm hesitating here and kind of stumbling over my words is because to me, I kind of live my life by radical acceptance. I think it's incredibly important, but I don't want to make it too complicated. I, I, there's books on it, right? And you don't need a book on it unless again, it resonates and you want to know more. But basically it's the idea of just, if you can't control it, if it's not in your, you, you can't control what's happening to the virus. You can't control if stores are closed. You can't control how people act towards you or how they feel towards you. Don't worry about it. Just accept it as is and move on. Don't put any energy towards it. Anything that you can't control, anything that's out of your control, don't put any thought to it. Don't put any energy towards it. Move on and only worry about the things that are in your control. Um, and also it's really important to release the outcome of stuff, not worrying about what's going to happen or the outcome of a certain project or goal or you know, a lot of the fear stuff right now, what's going to happen to the economy or to your health or to your business or to the world or any of that, because you can't control it. And there's nothing you can really do about it right this minute. You can, of course, there's some things in our control. There's some things we want to work on. We don't want to just throw up our hands to everything, of course, but not worrying about the specifics because they can change and evolve and morph by the time you actually get there. So it's really like what you can do in the moment and practicing mindfulness of what is in your surroundings, what you can do right now to make yourself feel good, to make yourself happy. And by making yourself happy and feel good and balance your energy in the moment, in the space that you are in, everything else will start to open up because you'll be vibrating at a certain level and as you raise your vibration, as you feel happier, you attract more of that energy 
This is not hocus pocus, folks. <laughs> this is true. This is real. It's been proven. But it's simple. And we forget the simple things so often. You know, I started my career in pharmaceuticals, believe it or not, 10 years in the industry. And one of my managers was always, you know, preaching the kiss. You know, keep it simple, stupid. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. And it was so annoying. But it's true in a lot of cases. We want to keep things simple. It doesn't always have to be complicated. Go in the direction of what feels right and forget your limiting beliefs about what you can do and what you can't do. Because limiting beliefs often are our biggest obstacle. They hold us back more than real obstacles most of the time because we don't think we can do it. We don't think we're good enough. We don't think we have the tools or the skills or the experience or whatever it is. Those aren't real obstacles. They're limiting beliefs. So it's really important to kind of release those and just come from a place of happiness and gratitude and knowing that you are worthy, that you're doing the best you can, that you wouldn't have these really wonderful ideas if you weren't meant to do something with it. Like, go for it. You only know if it's really going to work or not if you try. <laughs> like they said, like 80% of success is just showing up. Um, we've got a huge gust of wind uh, now, so I hope you guys can still hear me fine. And the other thing is, it's okay to have slumps, right? Especially right now with what's going on. Oh my gosh, even myself, and I shouldn't say even myself, I'm human, I'm normal like everybody else. I love teaching and helping other people, and I've definitely been doing some Zoom private clients, and I love it. It feels so great to give back. But when it comes to myself, I get in slumps too, of course. I've been here for two and a half months. I'm by myself. I don't have my family and friends. I'm not uh, technically working. I'm doing my podcast. I'm doing some writing. I'm, I have a few private clients. But for the most part, I have a lot of downtime, a lot of alone time where I have to fight myself to feel productive. And there are some days that I want to eat Oreos and sit on the couch and watch seven episodes of Netflix, on something on Netflix, right? I mean, we are all doing that to some degree. But it's how quickly we can get out of the slumps. So slumps are normal. Sometimes they're important. Um, sometimes they're important to find where you should be going. But you know that. You know when you're in a slump that's not healthy. You know, you're not washing your face. You're not taking showers. You're eating crappy food, which is not showing yourself love. Um, maybe you're drinking too much in the evenings or during the day or whatever it is. It's like get yourself out of it. Get up, wash your hands, move. If you live in an apartment and you can't really be outside a lot, walk up and down the stairs, go into the stairwell. Um, anytime you can be outside, of course, it's the best. And as the weather's getting nicer and nicer, hopefully we're all able to be outside uh, a little bit more. And another thing that is really interesting, I feel like, during all this uh, unusual time, and I'm seeing it more and more in kind of the chat rooms and blogs that I follow, is people actually being a little afraid of this ending. So of course, we want it to end. I want life back to normal. And you know, I am vegan. I'm a healthy eater. I don't really drink a lot. I don't go out a ton. That said, I can't wait to go sit at the bar with my closest girlfriends and have a delicious martini. I'll be honest. <laughs> so am I really craving the martini? Am I craving getting dressed up and going out? Not really. What I'm craving is that social interaction and the energy that comes from it. That really beautiful, high vibrating energy we feel when we're around our friends and people we love. That's what I'm missing. I can't wait for life to get back to normal so I can experience that. But that said, there's also this trend, or not this trend, but 
um, this movement of people feeling a little afraid, afraid of it being over, because then you have to face reality. We have to deal with the fact that maybe we've put on a little bit of weight or, you know, we're not looking our best self or we have to get back to work, back to the grind, back to routines, back to just life being different. It's like you've had a extended time away, a sabbatical of sorts, and just being afraid of getting back into real life and interactions and buses and metros and traffic and office drama and all those other kind of things that make our heads want to spin. And it's okay to have that fear too. It's okay to wish that this lasted a little bit longer. And again, of course, we don't want people sick. We don't want the economic problems, but there is something uh, that a lot of people are finding about being home in this isolation that feels safe. And just remember that as quickly as it happens, you're going to feel good again when it's time to go out. And it can be baby steps. Don't worry about what's going to happen at work or the office or your business. Don't worry about any of those because they haven't happened yet. And again, thoughts aren't real, right? So a belief, and I've said this before, Gabby Bernstein says this, a lot of people have say this, a belief is just a thought that you think over and over. So the more you think something over and over and over, it becomes a belief and then you believe it as reality. So we want to break that cycle when it comes to anything that's negative. We don't want to be thinking about all the problems that can happen or all the negatives or all the obstacles or all the issues that we could be facing when this is over or that we're already seeing. You want to break that cycle as quickly as you can. Immediately start thinking of something else, something positive. If you can't, get up again. Like I said, go wash your hands. Go do something different. Put on something silly on, on Netflix. Anything you can. Um, you want a really good distraction? I'll tell you something horrible to watch. that you. There's no way it won't take your mind. Too hot to handle. <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed to say that I watched that, but I did. <laughs> and it will definitely distract your mind from anything <laughs> that is bothering you. So anyway, so that's okay. So we want to break the thought process of anything that's not good because it's not reality. And the last thing that we want is for these scary thoughts or negative thoughts or uh, thoughts of lack to become a belief. We don't want that. And if you feel like that's already happened to you, it's okay. You can change it. You can break that cycle by starting with visualization. That's one of my favorite things to do. Just close your eyes, take a few relaxing breaths, as you exhale, let your shoulders relax, feel your head heavy, just whatever you can do, just kind of feel more relaxed. And then visualize what you would like to see, the best case scenario, the best outcome, or your happiest self. If it has to do with business or your job or something like that, again, think of the best case scenario, the success, the abundance, the approval, the recognition. See it as reality. Let yourself smile and feel it and let those feelings, those good feelings come in. If you have a hard time with that, you can think about your favorite place to go on vacation, someplace that you would like to visit the minute this is all over. If money was no issue and time was no issue, where in the world and what would you want to do? And see yourself there experiencing it as reality. Feel it, how good it feels. Notice the colors of the sea or the mountains or whatever it is that you're doing and just do a little day trip. I liked, it's kind of like a little daydreaming joyride in your mind. And that is one of my favorite things to do is do a little joyride in your mind. And as you do that, your body doesn't know the difference if it's true or not true. It'll start to let go of that cortisol production 
which is the stress hormone, which ages us and has inflammatory consequences. But it will start to also produce more serotonin, the happy hormone, <laughs> or not hormone, but the happy feelings, right? We want that serotonin. We want that to be produced to make us feel good. You get the same thing if, you know, um, you laugh and you smile and you see happy images. It makes you feel good. So if you're seeing those images in your mind, you're doing a little happy joy ride in your mind, your body is still going to produce serotonin. Um, it's like the little dopamine you get when you have a kiss or you uh, eat some chocolate. You know, that's short term and that can be a little addictive, but serotonin is sustainable. It's long term. It makes you feel good. It'll just improve your mood. So that's one of my favorite tricks is the little joy ride in your mind. And sometimes when I wake up in the morning, um, usually I wake up really alert, to be honest, and fresh, and I'm happy. And I sleep with my uh, blinds open because I like the sun coming in. And I have a dark uh, t-shirt, actually, that I put across my eyes to keep it dark until I'm ready to move it and let that nice natural light come in because that helps you wake up. It helps with your biorhythms. But when I wake up and sometimes I don't have the most positive thoughts, I start worrying about my day or things I have to do or things I didn't do the day before or, you know, a lingering issue that I've had a hard time clearing, I'll immediately stop it because we don't want to wake up with those thought patterns. And I'll think of three things that happened the day before that I'm grateful for. So this morning, like I thought about yesterday, I had a really great talk with one of my friends, Leslie Morgan Steiner, uh, a really fabulous author. If you guys aren't familiar with her books, she just, her new book is called The Naked Truth. It's a lot of fun. And we had a really great um, conversation. And I was so grateful for that conversation because she was helping me navigate some writing issues I'm having in my own life. Um, I was really, really grateful that I got to talk to a couple of my other friends as well because with the seven-hour time difference, I don't always. And it was a nice day. It was like in the 70s. It wasn't too hot. We just came off of a really hot streak here where I couldn't even be outside. It was like 90-some degrees, humid. And, you know, I could be outside, of course, but it was a lot. So I, those are some of the things I was grateful for. Um, and my neighbor, my really, really sweet neighbor, brought me over dolma, which is the grape leaves filled with rice. And I love them. It made me super happy. She, you know, makes it, the grape leaves are actually from her garden. She puts fresh lemon from her lemon tree. And I was like, how lucky am I to be in this place in the world where I have neighbors bringing me food? In fact, I often feel like the dinner bandit. Um, I kind of nicknamed myself the dinner bandit because there are a few neighbors who've kind of uh, taken pity on me <laughs> and they will call me or message me when they have leftover delicious home cooking and they know I'm vegan. So it's always really delicious vegetables in ways that I would never have made them the way I grew up to make vegetables, really delicious Mediterranean flavors. And I will literally run through the gardens or the back um, little pathways to their doorstep and grab the food. <laughs> And come home and sit on my couch and see what surprise I have. And so yesterday she brought it to me, which was dolma. And I really, really love it. And then also some stewed chickpeas that had some garlic and olive oil and lemon and fresh tomatoes and some kind of a sweet pepper. So it was yum, yum, yum. <laughs> um, so anyway, that is kind of what my life is like here. I am really, really happy. Turkey has not been hit hard, which is wonderful. Um, and I'm not going to even go into the statistics because we don't want this podcast to be about anything negative, like I said, but I am trying to really uh, appreciate gratitude from a place of uh, my current situation in that I am healthy. I am happy. I have the, I have the choice to be happy, right? Happiness is a hundred percent our choice. It's a mindset. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm not having issues that I don't have like other family stuff um, that has happened and is going on. 
but I am still choosing to see the good and come from a place of love. And when I feel like I'm off balance and I'm unable to look at these situations from a place of love, I know that that is from a lack of self-love. And I'll go back and start showing myself some self-care and remind myself I'm doing the best I can. I'm making decisions the best that I can with the mindset that I have at the moment. And um, it's so important for all of us, for all of you out there listening, knowing that you're not perfect. We're not perfect. We know that. And that's okay. It's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to have poor judgment at times. It's okay to not be our best self. Maybe you're snapping at a loved one or a friend or a random stranger. It happens. It sucks. We don't like it when we're trolls, but it does happen. And you need to forgive yourself. And of course, we always want to ask other people to forgive us. Of course, if, if you know you're in the wrong, you know, say you're sorry. That does go a long way. You know, we can't always repair words for sure. Words hurt and they can last. But saying you're sorry and apologizing is really, really important. But it's really important to forgive yourself too, because usually what we're doing isn't so heinous, but we're still not proud. So forgive yourself for making these mistakes. Forgive yourself for being a little snappy or, you know, not working out for two weeks in a row or for eating the crap or drinking that extra glass of wine and move on from it. Start fresh. Forgive yourself. Apologize to yourself. Promise yourself that you're going to do better and commit to yourself. Commit that you are going to drink more water today. You're going to eat more green veggies today. You're going to drink less or maybe not at all, hopefully. Um, maybe you're going to do that yoga online video and maybe you're not. Maybe you're going to just sit there and stretch a little bit extra while you're watching TV on your own. It doesn't matter. Everybody has their own kind of idea of what works for them, but do something. Do something that is showing yourself a little love and a little forgiveness and we are going to navigate this just fine, I promise you. So anyway, I hope that this um, episode you liked. <laughs> like I said, it's a little bit different. I just wanted to give you a taste of, of what my life is like. And I will say I have a little, um, little apartment, like I said. It does overlook the Aegean. I'm in a little village called Turkbuku, which is um, a fishing village, but a really beautiful like kind of nightlife restaurant, high energy vibing place in the summer. But because everything is you know, um, there's the airports have been closed since March and people are not allowed to travel between the provinces. Really. It's still quiet. And I have to be honest, it's, it's beautiful, quiet. I really, really like it. Um, and the sea is beautiful. The Aegean here where I am is a deep, uh, Aegean blue <laughs> with undertones of turquoise and purple. And I have a lot of chickens in my yard. I have some tortoises last night for the first time. I saw one of the wild, um, pigs, the wild boars. Uh, I've been here a year and a half off and on. I've, I've heard of them and uh, I've seen pictures, but I've never seen one for myself. So that was pretty exciting. And I also have a four foot footless lizard that lives in my yard. And I thought it was a snake for the longest time. It's this long orange lizard. And I, it looks just like a snake, but it's not. It's a footless lizard. And you can tell because the head is different. The mouth is very different. It has a lizard mouth versus a snake mouth, um, <laughs> which is interesting. And um, yeah, so that's it. I've met some really nice people. There's a really beautiful sense of community here. There's a lot of like-minded individuals in this area of the world. I do feel like it's going to be the new wellness and well-being Mecca. Um, a lot of people are into meditation and healthy eating and um, kind of a simpler life, which is interesting because there's also multi-million dollar homes and five-star hotels and some world-famous DJs and there's some big yachts in front of me. <laughs> 
So it definitely is kind of, um, there's a, a definitely a contrast, but that's what I love about it because life is about balance. You can have it all. You really can. There's no reason to think um, that you can't have it all because you can. It's your choice. Life is about balance and a little ego is okay. We need ego to keep us working. It pays the bills and that gives us freedom to travel and do the things we love. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so I am definitely trying to live my life from a place of balance and I've been off myself. So it's, you know, what can I do to bring myself into balance? I make a list every day of three things that I want to do that day that I know will make me feel better. And at the end of the day, I make sure every single one is crossed off. And some days it's a challenge. And so the next day I might pick three easier things, right? Because when we cross off three things at the end of the day, we feel a sense of accomplishment and that makes us feel good. And some days I feel like I can conquer the world. And so I make my list really, really um, strong. And it just, you know, whatever works for you is what's best. So please send me emails. I want to hear from you. It's Michelle at michelleschoenfeld.com. You can contact me on Instagram at either Michelle Schoenfeld Official or I have a new page, You Lost Me at Namaste on Instagram. If you send me a message, I will answer it, I promise. And if you have a question, it can be anything about energy healing, uh, law of attraction, relationships, diet, crystals, anything that you want, turkey, <laughs> Bodrum, um, I will answer it either privately if you request, or I will answer it live on air in a future uh, podcast. So please send me your questions. I want to hear from you. And I usually um, have a mantra at the end of the podcast. And today I actually don't. Um, one of my favorites I've used over and over is I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Um, I love that one. I love that, um, you know, anything positive you can tell yourself. So I'm going to give you a little homework instead of making it easy for you today and tell you to get online and just kind of Google positive mantras or uh, abundance mantras or love mantras, self-love mantras, anything that you feel like you need. And you'll be surprised at how many come up. And as you read them, it's so fun to read them because there's so many out there. It's like getting candy, like little serotonin bursts are going to go off in your head as you read all of these really positive mantras that people have come up with. And then just pick one that you like. Sometimes I'll screenshot a whole bunch in a row and keep them in my phone. And, you know, if I can't sleep at night or if I'm, you know, waiting in a doctor's office or on an airplane, I'll scroll through all these really positive little images um, or memes there's a lot of benefit to social media. There's a lot of negative, of course, um, but there's a lot of positive as well. I love to fill up my feed with happy pages. Um, unicorn goddess, I love uh, energy, it's, and it's kind of funny. Healing energy tools, things like that. You can actually go to my page, Michelle Schoenfeld Official, and see who I follow, and you might get some good ideas of some happy pages. Um, all right, so I guess that's a wrap for today. I really, really love you. I hope you guys are managing this. I want to hear from you. Please share your stories with me. If there's a topic that you would like to hear that I haven't covered, please send it to me. I'm, I do have Tantra coming up, Tantra sex, actually, Tantra love. I have coming up, I have Kundalini coming up, um, really good shows as soon as I am allowed to interview people in person because I really like to do it in person. I think the energy is a little bit different when you do that. Um, so yeah, I want to hear from you. So send me your ideas. 
and know that you are worthy. You are enough. You were born for a reason. Those thoughts you have in your head that are good, those ideas that you want to do, the world needs them. Please, we need them. We need to hear your thoughts and ideas. Share them and just have the best week. As I said, you're worthy. You're loved. You're enough. I hope you have a really, really great day. And that's a wrap. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. If you liked it or you like this podcast in general, please take a moment and share the love by dropping me a review, giving me a rating, or sharing it with your friends. The more love and light we can spread, the better our world will be. Thank you, and until next time, namaste.